you know, like my husband, and I, and we talk about this often, like we are both very aware of who we bring around our son mm-hmm. and the relationships. And cause we know that the relationships that we have with others end up influencing our son and what he thinks about relationships and how friendships work. So we've talked about how we always want to make sure we're setting a positive example of like what a good friend is, what a good relationship Mm -hmm. is, what a good friendship looks like. So for me, that's definitely not like being choosy, but just kind of knowing that like, okay, maybe this isn't my season to like throw myself out there and make a whole bunch of new Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. All right, welcome to the show. Today we have Kayla McGuire. Welcome, Kayla. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So Kayla McGuire, she is a teacher turned stay-at-home parent who currently lives on the shores of North Carolina in the U.S. with her husband and son. After going through pregnancy and the fourth trimester, Kayla started Parent Tell, a podcast dedicated to sharing all types of pregnancy and parenting experiences, but particularly those that are not yet discussed enough in the mainstream. In her spare time, Kayla enjoys supporting new parents with a listening and empathetic ear, dancing in the kitchen with her family and smashing the patriarchy any chance she can get. On today's episode, I'll be talking with Kayla about making friends as a mom, and especially as a stay-at-home mom. Let's get into it. So Kayla, welcome. I'm excited to get into this conversation. Tell me more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. So um, I'll keep it like as cliff notey as I can. Uh, because as a fellow podcaster, I've realized like, wow, I can really talk a lot (laughs) given the opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) So I will, I will try to be conscientious of how much I'm speaking. Um, so like you said, currently I'm a stay at home parent and I've been doing that now for my son will be 20 months in a week. Yeah. My son will be 20 months in a week. And, um, previously I was a kindergarten teacher. And, uh, my husband's in the military. So we got stationed here in the late summer of 2019, and we will actually be moving from North Carolina in May. So our time, basically almost the entire time we were here has been during the pandemic. So it's been a very interesting, yeah, it's been an interesting two years, um, going on three. And I was, you know, I got pregnant in, um, August of 2019 And kind of right away, my husband and I started talking about like, what are, so like, what are we going to do when the baby's here? We both have full-time jobs. How's that going to look for us? And to be honest, I was already feeling pretty burnt out with teaching. Um, I was in my fifth year teaching, sixth year teaching, um, and in my third state. So again, being military, we had moved a little bit and unfortunately it's almost like starting over every single time you move as a, um, like as a state certified professional. Um, so I kind of told him, you know, what if I just try stay at home? 
-hmm. And we went back and forth, back and forth. And then the pandemic happened and I kind of made it a little easier to make that decision for now. And I said, okay, I will give it one year. And that's probably as long as I'm going to do it for. And then we know how that works normally if you're like, no, yeah. (laughs) So I'm still here doing it. And, um, for a few reasons, but I really, I don't want to say like, I love it because I don't, that's not being honest. (laughs) I don't love it, but it's gotten, it's gotten better. And it's very hard now for me where I am right now. And for where my family is right now, it's very hard to picture being away from my son all day, right? both of his parents being away from him all day and only getting a couple hours with him in the evenings, because I see my husband have that experience and it's It's made me realize, yeah, it's it's not something that Mm -hmm. I want. I also want at least one of us for now to be with him as much as we can, Mm -hmm. because, you know, it really does go so fast. And especially at this toddler stage, she's growing and learning so much. I feel like almost every other day, it's something new. And I just don't want to miss out on that right now. So that's where we are right now. And it's working for us. And in the meantime, I started the podcast. So, and you know, it's a lot of work. So I do feel like I have a job. (laughs) So I kind of feel like I have another job that I don't get paid for, but I love it's a passion project. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love doing it. Um, and that's why I have no problem doing it without getting paid and it keeps me busy, but it's also really helped me build so many connections with Mm -hmm. other parents that I otherwise really would not have had. Right. I love your honesty that you said, you know, I don't really love it. Like about staying at home, because that is something that many of us, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom for 14 years and it was, there were some times that were really tough. And I questioned my, you know, my decision to stay at home when I see moms being able to get that break. And this is a podcast that you can't see, but I'm putting that in air quotes because, you know, whether you get the break of being able to go to work and being able to have adult conversations and, you know, it can get very overwhelming and just tiresome of just talking to a a child all day. (laughs) So it is, you know, it, it is a choice that was made not lightly. I know that, right. Like a lot of, cause you, you, probably enjoyed teaching and being a kindergarten teacher. And that's funny because that's what I did. When I first graduated from my undergrad, I was started teaching. And I, um, when I became a stay-at-home mom, that was, I was offered to to come back and do a second grade, like to have, I was a um, remedial teacher. Like I helped with like math and and reading and with like IBTS scores at like low scores and I was offered a full-time position as a second grade teacher. And so it was either between that and my husband was in the army and he was getting deployed to Bosnia. I remember Ugh. the fall and I was like, oh my gosh, should I take, we were stationed in Georgia and I'm like, my family's in Pennsylvania. Oh, my dogs are going to go crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it should, no, it was that decision of what should we do? And yeah. in the end, decided to be that stay-at-home mom. I actually packed up and came up and lived with my parents while he was in Bosnia for those seven months. But then when I went back, it was, I, I felt good about my decision, but there were definitely those hard days that I questioned whether I made the right one. And so I do appreciate your honesty yeah. saying like, you know, it, it is working for you and that is amazing. And that's the thing. You have to find what works for you. 
but it does go to like, it does come down to, especially with you being in the military and having to start over, how do you make those connections? What if you found, like, walk us through, like, because making friends as mom, as a mom is so difficult. You're not in the sandbox anymore. You're not, you can't just talk to it. Although I did, (laughs) I remember when my oldest was in kindergarten, I was sitting on the bench with another mom. And I basically said, you know, Hey, you want to be friends? Because, (laughs) (laughs) but you you know, that was kind of going against all the social norms of like, you, you can't do that anymore. Right. Like we're not in the sandbox. You don't just start playing, making, you know, swinging with some other person with another mom so yeah what have you found what has your journey been like being able to um, be friends with other moms so I feel like in general and you kind of touched on that making friends as an adult is mm-hmm. so <laughs> difficult because you're just like it's so awkward it because is. we we judge ourselves and we don't want to be rejected mm-hmm. so it's like I feel like that alone, like that's, that's the bar that we're setting. Yes. It's like, just even as an adult, not even as a parent, like making new friends is so hard and you kind of like have to push past that really awkward stage, but it's mm-hmm. way easier said than done. Um, so I feel like when we first moved here, I kind of knew in my head in general that like, okay, I'm about to be so busy with the new school year. We just moved here and I don't know anyone but I work at a school like, oh, I'll meet, you know, like I, I do talk to adults all day long and children all day long at school. I will be able to, yeah, I will be able to make, you know, maybe a few friends here or there. And I will say it wasn't my priority because I just was focused on, you know, we had just moved and I also have really awesome friends who just don't live where we live right now. Right. Um, right. And I think that has a, that's been like a huge lesson that I've learned over the last two and a half years as well, is that like, you have to kind of decide if you're open to making friends or not. Mm -hmm. And there's no wrong answer at all. And at first when we moved here, I was very much not open to it because I just loved, like, I love the friends that I had. I talked Mm -hmm. with them every single day, like via text and via social media. And I was just busy in my own life. And I just knew that I didn't have the space in my life to make friends. Yeah. I just like, wasn't, wasn't interested in that. So, I mean, I loved my kindergarten team. So I became friends with my kindergarten team. It was, Mm -hmm. um, myself included with seven of us. So it was a big school it was a big team. And I felt like I had a really great work friends. So I feel like that also checked the box of like, <laughs> I'm good. You know, like I'm good. Right. I'm fine. Um, and then, you know, when I was pregnant, I was still working. So everything was fine. And then once I gave birth, once you like emerge from that rock, that is the fourth trimester mm-hmm. and you're maybe looking around like, okay, I'd like to talk to someone who also has, <laughs> who also has pushed a baby out vaginally or it through their belly. Like I'd yeah. like to talk to someone who knows yeah, who what relate. I'm going through. <laughs> yes. Like who knows what I'm going through with minimal explanation because we're both just tired. We know that there is power in building strong habits in your life, but sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part. Habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled 
and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, Building Strong Habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. I was kind of, I remember talking to my husband about this and just being like, I don't have any mom friends Mm -hmm. and I actually want them. And I guess also being surprised that I wanted them. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just one of those things where like, you're just in this completely new headspace. So you're looking for people who are also new. And again, like you said, who can just relate to you because it just makes things a little easier and like flows a little better. Um, but we were in the middle of a pandemic. So I literally wasn't seeing anyone. (laughs) Right. So how did you navigate that? How did you put yourself out there? So it's so funny. Um, when we decided that we were going to do this topic after you emailed me, I was like, what am I doing? I don't have any mom friends. (laughs) Why did I agree to this? Like when you gave me your suggestions for what what you want to talk about. Yes. I was like, what was was I thinking? I was just like, wait, no, Kayla, what is happening? And so, so we may, I've had a lot of time to think about it. You could have emailed me back. (laughs) Of course, me and my anxiety, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I said, I was going to, I'm going to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. I don't want to make it inconvenient for her. (laughs) So I'm a little bit of a fraud. I will let everyone know because we're all frauds. Like who cares? I'm a little bit of a fraud in that here currently where we live, I, mm, yeah, I don't have a single in-person mom friend. Okay, I so then t- I'm glad that you. we are approaching this then. Yeah. Then we can, because, we can dive into this. <laughs> yeah, and I also realized it ended up working out that, again, like, you know me in therapy. Love it. So I, <laughs> <laughs> and it's also made me like a really good internal thinker and kind of like being able to reflect on like, well, why did I do that? Why do I think that? And so- I think I was like, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about mom friends because I do have mom friends, just not in the traditional sense right now. Okay. Almost every, yeah. Every single one of my mom friends is digital. Okay. And so it's all out of the box. <laughs> it's all, it's all out of the box. It's all digital. And some of, I would say one to two of those people I've never met in real life. Huh. Um, Yeah. And then other people, like I knew before we both had kids and then now we both have kids and it's like, Hey, you know, like it's a few people from where we used to live in San Diego. So we were already friends and it's like, Oh, you have a kid now too. Our conversations are probably going to shift to talking about that. Um, but I think it's been, it's been a great experience for me. It was been really hard and like really isolating at first kind of feeling like I don't have that stereotypical like stay-at-home mom world where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go to the park on Tuesdays and Thursdays with like Susie and her mom. And we're right. going to be best friends and sit on the park bench. I would love to have that. Mm-hmm. And I don't right now. And right. I have accepted that it's fine. That I don't have that right now because I know I'll have it eventually. We right. are moving, like I said, in about four or five months and we're moving, hopefully moving to San Francisco. So it's going to be a much bigger city. Um, and I already have one of my digital, one of my digital mom <laughs> friends lives there. <laughs> so, um, so and I'm not like, life. I'm not that creepy. Like I know her through one of my really close friends. So like, it's not okay, as so creepy as it may Snapchat. sound. 
no, no. It's oh god, I don't even have Snapchat anymore. I am over thirty. I am too old for Snapchat. Um, but so I feel like that's just not a phase that I'm going through right now in terms of mom friends or just mm-hmm. kind of um, like how I spend my time. And it's fine. Cause I also know that a year from now, it'll probably look really different. Right. I probably will have lots of in-person mom friends or a few that I really know that I can rely on and Robin can rely on. And I feel like that's my goal anyway. I've always been a quality over quantity person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's part of the reason why it's definitely the pandemic has made a huge impact on my ability while we live here in North Carolina to make friends, like huge impact. Um, I do have like, if you're feeling sorry for me, one, don't two, (laughs) (laughs) like I'm fine. Trust two. I have, I do have one friend here. She just doesn't have kids. So I'm not like, yeah. So, you know, I'm not completely alone, but I feel like for the most part, so many parents have been alone for the past two years. So that's just a reality. I can't change. Unfortunately, I can't change anything about that. There's nothing I can do. Um, and I'm kind of ready to move past the, like feeling sorry for myself part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to just like, okay, well, like we lived here and I happened to give birth here. Didn't really make any friends. We're not living here forever moving on. And that's kind of the mindset. I feel like as a former military spouse, yes. you completely understand. Cause that yes. is the mindset that you kind of have to have. Otherwise you're just going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to just like bless it and release. And then know that there's other opportunities that you just don't know about yet. Right. And to kind of like focus on, know. yeah. And to kind of focus on like looking forward to that instead. Mm-hmm. Um, But what I was saying before is that I think the reason I was like, yeah, I'll talk about having mom friends is because I genuinely do feel like I have a community around me. Yes, it's digitally, but I genuinely feel like I could go in my phone right now and text at least four or five people who have a kid who's maybe slightly older than mine, slightly younger and I could reach out and just say like, oh my God, like, how's this going for you? And I don't feel, you know, like I don't feel alone yeah, you don't the way feel I deprived. did. Yeah. I don't feel mm-hmm. deprived of like mom friendships. I don't feel alone. I would say a year ago, I probably did. So that but has shifted. You for creating that community. Like you have been intentional about building that support system. And I yeah. think that's really important is to not, you know, because a lot of our friendships are formed. I wouldn't say out of convenience, but like with that connection, like, oh, I've got a kid, you've got a kid, they're friends. So let's be friends. And sometimes, sometimes that works out, but sometimes it doesn't. And so knowing, like, say you've started the podcast as like what your passion project, and now you're meeting other podcasters and people who share those common interests with you. Like that's, that's your thing and not something, yeah, sure. It's about parenting and about, you know, it's tied back to your child, but that's because that's who we are. Like that's who you're a mom and you parent and that's your life right now. And, but it's not tied to one of your child's interests. It's tied to your interests. And so I think it's important to continue to cultivate your own interests, even if it's, you know, that way you do have that commonality with other women and other moms. Yeah. Oh, there goes my dog. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. So you have been intentional about building that community. And that's kind of, you know, when I 
like I said, when I had moved back up to Pennsylvania, when my husband got deployed to, to Bosnia, that was one of the first things I did because I was very young when I had, you know, relatively young when I had our first child, when our daughter, I was only 23, which is, is young these days. And none of my, I was one of the first ones out of all of my friends, like my college friends and my high school friends to get married and to have a kid. Yep. And so yep. I had no mom friends. Like I had no friends who got it, which is what you were saying earlier about you, there was nobody that was able to relate to you and like feel that discomfort and like that loneliness. And so mm -hmm. I took matters into my own hands and I joined a mom's club. And that was where I was like, okay, I, you know, I know that Susie and her mom will be at the park on Tuesday morning at nine o'clock because we took turns ho hosting the play dates. And so it was like, basically buying friends. Like, <laughs> let me join this mom's club. <laughs> and like, oh, instant friends. But I mean, the group was huge. And so I did have my pick, like which moms I got along with and which ones we had common yeah. in common. Like we had a mom's night out, which was like once a month where you got to do something. Like we went out for drinks or we went out, like I remember Christmas Eve, like we, we made ornaments, a craft night. Like it was different things that was mom centered. And during like when I'm with clients and they're struggling with that loneliness and feeling like they don't have anyone that relates to them and their support system um, is lacking, then that's one of the first things I say. Like there are so many different groups and communities that exist nowadays. And now that we, you know, have just gone, like, well, we're still in the pandemic, yeah. you know, there have been things that have sprung up because of this need for we're built to have relationships, right? Yeah. And it's so important when you are like that awareness and recognizing what do I need? And, you know, there's been times where you're like, well, I didn't really, I, I didn't really need friends at this point. Like I was happy and I, I, I had the hope of what's going forward, but your focus is somewhere else right now. But being aware of like, what do you yeah. need? And then going out and making sure that you're getting it. And that might be joining a mom's group or yeah, I am kind of in a similar, I, cause we just moved to um, a new town in Billings or a new town in Montana Billings. And I don't know any, <laughs> I, I, I know minimum people. So like, and the first year when we first moved here, my kids were all remote learning and I could see that like, they knew no one either. Mm. Like, you know, everything was virtual, like the yeah. classroom and stuff. And so we were kind of all in the same boat, like not knowing anyone. And with the pandemic, it makes it hard to even go, like when my kids were young, like it was story hour. And then like yeah. getting into that awkwardness of talking to other moms and yeah. that you just talked about, like it is difficult, but it is definitely not impossible. If the intention yeah. is there, if you are aware that you do need friends and you do need other women that are going to be relatable and that you can, your kids might not be the same age, but you're still in that same position as a mother and being able to, to reach out if you, if you're aware of that's what you need. Yeah. What do you think? I'm kind of, I was going to say, I think I'm kind of fortunate in the age that my son is right now. Doesn't really dictate the kind of, 
you know, like mom friends I'm running into. So it's what you said before, like I am able to be in charge of who I would like to be friends with. And I, you know, I subscribe to the, um, scary mommy, like newsletter. Okay. And I think it comes, I think it comes like once a day in your email. Yeah. And they've had articles on there about, um, like multiple about how, like, no, I don't want to like, I don't want to hang out with you just because our kids are friends. And there's been other articles about like, I don't fit in with all the other mom groups and I'm fine with it, you know, kind of like various getting comfortable with where you are. Yeah. And I've read them and I kind of, you know, like I related to certain parts and I didn't relate to other parts, but I do feel like as my son gets older, I'm very, again, like quality over quantity. I want to remain aware of kind of like green flags in mom friends and Mm -hmm. kind of cultivate, still be able to cultivate like my circle of who I want to surround myself with, um, like on my own choosing and not necessarily just because, oh, our kids are friends. So that means we have to hang out. Yeah. And it's like, and it's no offense to anyone and it's, it's nothing personal at all. And I totally think everyone should base it off of that (laughs) because you want to be, you want to be friends with someone who, you know, who you feel heard when you're with and seen and who probably like has maybe a similar lifestyle to you. So you guys can relate there, but then also who is different from you. Maybe they have a different number of children than you. Maybe Mm -hmm. your children are not the same ages, like you said. And so I know that that's out there for me. Like I know being in charge of the play dates, like that will come for me one day (laughs) and I will, (laughs) and I will happily accept because the teacher in me is still very like Mm -hmm. type A and organized. (laughs) Yes. And I would love to organize that. Nothing would thrill me more, but right now that's just not where I'm at. But I think I can also like rest easy knowing that it's not going to be this way forever. Right. And I will be able to you know, like my husband, and I, and we talk about this often, like we are both very aware of who we bring around our son mm-hmm. and the relationships. And cause we know that the relationships that we have with others end up influencing our son and what he thinks about relationships and how friendships work. So we've talked about how we always want to make sure we're setting a positive example of like what a good friend is, what a good relationship mm-hmm. is, what a good friendship looks like. So for me, that's definitely not like being choosy, but just kind of knowing that like, okay, maybe this isn't my season to like throw myself out there and make a whole bunch of new friends. Instead, I'm going to focus on other things like moving or my podcast Mm -hmm. or my son. And, you know, it's just, life just happens kind of like in stages and phases Mm -hmm. and yeah. And I've just like learned to accept that just because it's not just because maybe what I originally wanted is not happening now. Doesn't mean that I'm not getting other things that I want. Right. And being okay with that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. So making friends and developing and investing in relationships is definitely part of social self-care, but what way, what has your favorite, what's your favorite way of practicing self-care? Um, So this is very similar question to what I ask on my podcast. So I feel like I have like standard run of the mill answers, like ready to go, like things that I do. You have the launcher with your launcher. Yeah. (laughs) But I was kind of trying to think like, 
Well, what's something maybe that I do that I enjoy that I didn't necessarily realize was self-care. And, um, so I realized yesterday as I was doing it, um, that lately for the past like month and a half, taking the time to paint my fingernails is a form of self-care for me because there's a teeny story behind that. So before like early December, 2021, the last time I had painted my nails was about a week before my son was born in May, 2020. (laughs) So I didn't paint my nails for a year and a half, over a year and a half. And before becoming a parent, that was something that I liked to do every Mm -hmm. now and then. And I mean, like, I'm not a professional, but I'm pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. And I have like a whole basket of nail polishes. And it was just something that I enjoyed. And once I realized how long it had been since I had done something so small, but something that I really enjoy, I was like disappointed, not in myself, but I was just like, wow, I can't believe that that it's been something. Long. Yeah. Like that it's been this long. So starting in December, I, I think I like finished recording with someone or I finished editing and mm-hmm. I texted my husband. I was like, look, I'm going to stay in here. Cause I record in my guest bedroom. I was like, I'm going to stay in here and I'm going to paint my nails. Like <laughs> this is something that I'm doing. Like I am not able to change diapers. <laughs> right now. Imagine his reaction. <laughs> like, okay, well, he was just okay. like, yeah, he was like, okay, that's cool. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you felt the need to like Yes. Like declare, like (laughs) plant my flag. Like I am painting my nails, leave me alone. (laughs) So that's what I've been doing. And it's been really nice. It's kind of just like one of those nice little things that I have to myself and that I can kind of like look down and be like, Oh, that looks nice. You know, like just a nice, yeah. Just like a nice quiet thing that I enjoy Mm -hmm. that I haven't done in a really long time. That's funny because I used to get my nails done all the time, like, but like the, the fake nails or whatever. Yeah. And um, when I was like young twenties and, and late teens, and now that my teenagers, they've been getting their nails done every once in a while when they can afford it. I'm like, I don't even know how I was able to afford it back then, but <laughs> somehow I did. And the last time, you know, the pictures, when I look back in the hospital, 22 years ago when our oldest was in the hospital and I had these big long silver nails oh my god and I've never gotten them since because then I went home and I had to cut them all off I couldn't change diapers in them yeah but it, <laughs> I was like we laugh like because I always share that with my older girls like I'm like oh enjoy it now because once you know once the grandbabies start coming but we're still a while off from there so. <laughs> So we talk a lot about self-development and, you know, reading some good books that are going to inspire you and motivate people to become their best version. And so what book have you found that has greatly impacted, changed, inspired you to live the life that you're living now? So when I saw this question, I was like, initially I was like, oh, so easy to answer. I read, like, I love reading. I've always loved reading. I read so many books. And then the more I thought about it, of course, my panic set in. Choose one is hard. <laughs> yeah, choose one is hard. Choose one that you've read like recently since becoming a parent, even harder. So, <laughs> so I um, I have the Goodreads app, which you can just like keep track of what books you're reading or what books you want to read. Um, okay. So I literally went on my app like, okay, what books have I read? <laughs> like, let me refresh my own memory. Um, and I don't read a lot of, 
I don't read a lot of like self-development books per se. I do have a Brene Brown book and I'm sad to say that I never finished it. Not that it wasn't, you know, like not that it wasn't good. It's just maybe not what I needed at the time. Um, but I did just finish a book. So I have two, if that's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a self-development book. It can be a book. I, I, I guess I shouldn't have said that a book that has inspired, like that has changed you. Okay. So I did just finish a book this past week called Wow, No Thank You. Okay. And um, it's by an author. Her name is Samantha Irby. And uh, it's the second book I've read by her. And she is just a fantastic, like honest, comedic author. And all of her books are essays. So kind of like each chapter is just a completely different subject. And um, I... (laughs) A lot of it is kind of like her inner monologue and it's just so funny. I mean, she talks about everything. She talks about like IBS. She talks about her childhood trauma, like the fact that her mom died or both her parents are dead, you know, like it runs the gamut, but it's always kind of with, um, a sarcastic tone, which I very much appreciate since humor (laughs) is like my number one self-defense mechanism. Um, so I, but I feel like her overall, like overall, she always talks about how like she's learned to kind of just be herself and that that's all that really matters. And Mm -hmm. she's not really willing to like sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's something that you might not get maybe like the first book of hers that you read because you're honestly just too busy, like laughing and chuckling in your head. (laughs) But, but I feel like it's kind of made me just like remind myself that like, who cares? Like I can, like, like I can do it. Like I can do whatever I want. And also if I don't want to do anything, I don't have to do anything. And then, um, the other book is, so it's based on true story and you might have, I feel like it's very popular. So I'm sure you, or at least someone else has read it. It's called educated by Tara Westover. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I remember reading that when I was pregnant and this is two years ago and just like, jaw on the floor with mm-hmm. some of the things that she experienced in her life. And then looking her up and realizing like, she's my age, like this didn't happen mm-hmm. like 50 years ago, this stuff was right. happening. Like at, we were growing up at the exact same time. Right. Um, and it made me realize like some people are just capable of making themselves become so strong and so mm-hmm. resilient if they really want to push past what they, the circumstances that they were given and want a better life for themselves. Mm -hmm. So those two books, I feel like I can't recommend enough. Awesome. Okay. So where can people, where can moms find you? So I'm on Instagram at parent tell that's name my podcast. So parent tell like show and tell just (laughs) smush those two words together. Um, that's kind of how I got the inspiration for the uh, title definitely a kindergarten teacher, right? Uh, <laughs> Actually, they call it share and tell now. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I mean, that makes more sense, honestly. It makes more sense. I get it. <laughs> uh, so I'm on Instagram at Parent Tell, and I'm also on Facebook. You can find Parent Tell Podcast on Facebook. Um, but like, spoiler alert, literally everything that I post on Instagram gets posted to Facebook. <laughs> so it's not really going to be any new content. And then my podcast is called Parent Tell, and it's on Apple. Spotify, Google, any place that you can find a podcast, you can find me. Awesome. And all of that will be inside the show notes. So if you want to check out Kayla and find her, you just check out the show notes and her info will be there. Well, Kayla, this has been an awesome conversation. 
I'm so glad that we decided to just go for it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for not being upset that I like lied, I guess. (laughs) You weren't some friend expert. Okay. Definitely <laughs> not. Not an expert in anything. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> but thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice to talk to you again. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed stressed out and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.